0: This is a two-part story inspired by the word neckboned. Friday was my dad's birthday, and anyone who knows him knows he likes to create different meanings for words that already exist. So I want to share this wild story from my first date vault, and I would like you to remember the word neckboned. The first time I ever used Tinder, I was 29, and I had zero experience with online dating. My naivete had a full tank of gas, and my optimism was picking the destination. I matched with a lot of dudes. The posing with a tiger picture craze was huge at this point, so throw on the shape of you, 24 karat magic, and stay woke, cuz we're time traveling to 2017, baby. So I matched with this guy, and he was a cutie. He wanted to talk on the phone, and I didn't really know if this was normal, so I just did it. He- told me that he was from New Zealand hot and that he moved here for work job. He said that one of his sisters lived close to me in my neighborhood and he started naming bars by me. Okay this guy knows what's up. He said his other sister that lived here lived in Newark. It was a real family affair. So we made plans to go out a couple nights later. He was living in Hoboken and if you're a listener of the show you know Hoboken's been referenced in quite a few episodes. It's a trendy party spot for wealthier millennials to live out the fantasy of what the rest of us thought our 20s in New York would look like. And it's extremely close to Midtown Manhattan and totally easy to get to. I say all this about Hoboken where he was staying because he told me the night that we'd be going out was actually his birthday and that he was happy to come meet me anywhere. But if we had the date in Hoboken at the W Hotel where his job was putting him up until his apartment was ready because remember, he just moved here from New Zealand, that his job would take care of the entire tab as a birthday gift. Would you have said no to the W in Hoboken overlooking the water and skyline where you'd be given red wine and gnocchi even though you didn't know gnocchi would be part of the equation until much later in the story? What a treat. Of course I said I'd come to Hoboken. I don't look gift horses in the mouth. I look them right in the ass. Then I follow them inside the gift horse shop and leave with my gift horse gift. Later, Mr. Ed. Thanks for the goods. When I got to Hoboken, I was nervous. I was late, classic, so I took an $8 car, irrelevant. When he met me at the hotel entrance, very handsome. Very handsome in person. Okay, we're on the board, people. We sat at the bar and he was very chatty, which is good. Sometimes that is good. Sometimes I really do just like to listen to people, so it took the pressure to hold a convo because my man had a firm grasp. Also, remember, this was my first ever Tinder date. I was real nervous. He's telling me all about his life in New Zealand and how he's the oldest of nine with eight younger sisters and his parents have date night every Friday night and his family owns a dive bar in Scotland, which actually he prefers dive bars and that's my preference most of the time too, so I'm getting real warmed up. De-spa-spa. number two song of 2017 then the record scratch round my brain he called himself a mulatto I turned into the uh, blinking guy meme you know the one did you just refer to yourself as mulatto yeah my dad's black and my mom is white oh my god me too you too no yes no yes back and forth back and forth both of us thought the other one was white there we were Two mixed kids at the bar in our ever-permanent white shield costumes. My guard dropped so low to the ground, you couldn't tell if it was at the window or the wall, but the sweat was about to drip down his balls because this female was about to crawl. The rest of the night was all uphill. Which, why do we say uphill when things are going well? When it's it's way easier to sled than it is to hike. Table that. Things were going great. He told me about his job, and the long and short of his job was that he did data analysis for ISIS, so he tracked them in the sky or something to protect us. I don't know, you guys. I wasn't the hiring manager for this position. He said his job lets him carry a gun, and he had government clearance. Was your girl about to become a real housewife of Hoboken? We took it upstairs, where he showed me his gun. That was an innuendo. A penis, innuendo, keep up. After that, he wanted to take me on a coffee date. A day walker? This is serious. This was also a lot for me. He came on strong with the texts and the calls and the compliments. He was at a 10, me not so much. So even though I was very, very, very into him, I hit the brakes. He told me that if I ever wanted to see him again, he'd be waiting. Then he called us the Mixed Wonder Twins. Relax, Jamie Lannister. This isn't King's Landing. Tune in next week and I'll tell you part two of this epic first
1: date saga.
0: Welcome to the Rocky Rundown, where you get to learn a little bit about my week. Party God Squad, hello! Did you have a good week? I had a pretty chill and a pretty low-key week. I got a new dresser and I put the whole thing together myself, even though the instructions said this was a two-person job. Then I broke down my old dresser and I bagged it and I brought it outside. I say this not to brag about my bad bitchdom. I say this to remind you that you're more powerful than you think. So, uh, do the thing that you've been trying to do, but maybe you gotta do it solo. I was talking with John early this week and we had this very intense conversation about kindness and nourishing people. Most people spend their lives exhausted doing a job or living a life they aren't happy living. I'm not trying to be John Lennon Jr. and say like, imagine all the people, but I kind of am. And I actually just remembered that all those celebrities saying, Imagine, that was such a joke and so funny. It may not have helped the country, but it did make us all laugh together. So there's that. But getting back on track, what if for one day, you tried to be epically kind to everyone in every single interaction? Not fake, but just straight up kind. Let somebody over in traffic actually ask the person at the store how their day is going. I'm no fool. I know that it's really hard to be kind to people because some people are motherfucking assholes. I'm just saying, try it. If you can't be kind for a day, do it for two hours. A friend of mine from work back in the day sent me a really nice text that she really enjoyed last week's episode. This is not a friend I see or speak to regularly. Maybe a happy birthday or a pleasantry here and there. Make no mistake. She is a friend for sure. And I have a nothing but love for her. But our paths just took us in different directions as life does. And I just want to shout her out. Joey, thank you. That text made my entire week. And I really, really appreciate you giving me that love. It was really supportive. and was really sweet. And I really appreciate it. Words matter speaking of co-workers I'd also like to shout out my friend Jerry I ran into him at the spot that he's working on a date last week and not knowing that he worked there only to be met with the most epic treatment so unexpected so fun so wild thank you for hooking us up Jerry this is what I'm talking about kind people try it on as a trial run if you can't do it full-time AOC got Omicron, likely from partying in Florida, and people are on her dick about it. People are happy that she got it, and that is fucked up. People have to be better than that, come on. I love AOC and her long-ass Instagram posts and her long-ass stories. She's thorough, and I'm happy she's okay. Okay. That brings us to Rocky's Highest Thoughts, my most stoned thoughts of the week. Number one, have you ever wondered how tall Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos are? I have. They're 5'3 and 5'7 and a half. Number two, was Puff Daddy Puff Daddy because he blew puffs? He never really raps about weed, so. Number three, Obama should have a cameo. Number four, Salami really does slap. Number five, how many times have ambulances had to come and get someone because they had a heart attack due to a prank? What are the statistics on that? Number six, why is it socially acceptable to eat your egg? Sunny side up, but not socially acceptable to eat raw cookie dough. Number seven, Kanye West really had us in the club dancing to Jesus' walks. And number eight, are windows called windows because the wind says ow when it hits them? My guest this week is Lissa Mandel. Lissa is a comedian, writer, podcast host, and friend. Her wild word was romantic, and her wild night was beautiful. If you haven't done so already, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can follow me on TikTok and Instagram, at Wild Nights with Rocky, on Twitter, at Wild Nights Pod. If you subscribe on YouTube, you can watch extended interviews with all of my guests. Thank you to everyone who's written a review on Apple Podcasts, and a future thank you to all of you who are going to write a review after this episode is over. It really does make a difference. So, thank you so much. And now, please enjoy my Wild Nights conversation with Lissa Mandel. Lisa, welcome. Thank you for doing the podcast.
1: I am so delighted to be here with you. Best Friday night ever.
0: Best Friday night ever, I concur. The only thing that would make it better is we are indeed friends, number one. Some of the people I have on the show I have just met for the first time, but you are a true blue friend and you're also a neighbor. So the only thing that would make this better is if we were in person doing this.
1: I agree, well, next time for sure.
0: Next time for sure. How has your 2022 been so far?
1: Well, 22 is my lucky number, so I came in with some good vibes anyway, and 2021 was truly the worst car wreck year of my life, so I'm just so relieved to start a new one that I feel like I've got some good, you know, ammunition, at least to start. It's all right so
0: far. I'm getting a piece published. Congratulations. That's incredible.
1: Thank you. And it's about the ketamine thing. Treatment,
0: yeah.
1: Awesome. I'm going to Joshua Tree in February for a month to do an artist residency.
0: Okay. Well, we I definitely want to get into that because obviously we both know how much I love mushrooms. So I'm sure those are involved. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's good. It's good so far. I feel like it was so bad last year that by comparison, I feel so much better this year.
0: I agree with you about 2021. I was having a conversation with someone a couple days ago and we were actually actively talking about was 2020 worse or was 2021 worse? And I don't know. I think 20, for me personally, 2021 feels worse because of that rev up of Omicron at the end where it was Mm. just like, oh, this is really shitty. Like it's Mm. been shitty. Everything, we kind of had like a taste of freedom and now everything's shitty again. But I think yeah, I think 2021 one was worse than 2020. Well,
1: can I propose something woo-woo briefly about Ple- it? Please do, do. <laughs> I knew you would understand. Numerologically, there are nine archetypes of years, one through nine. Mm-hmm. And so if you add up your birth date plus the year, like your birth month, birth date, day, and, and the current year, it will tell you what numerology number year you're in, which give you like an idea about the, the flavor of the year. My birthday is not until the end of the year. It's in November. Okay. So for me, the 2020 vibes that I think a lot of people were feeling didn't start until November of 2020 for me. So that like, if that makes sense, like where a lot of people were at in 2020, Mm -hmm. I wasn't there. I was feeling pretty good. And I was like, wow, looks like I can get through a pandemic. No problem. And then 2021 was when it all went down.
0: 2021 was (laughs) like, nah, nah. Maybe afterwards you can add up my birthday numbers and we can figure out that whole What's going on? Because yeah. honestly, Lissa, I'm feeling light. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling happy. I know there's a lot of sadness, but I'm trying to be positive, do my own part. And um, between you and me and the airwaves now, I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling a little romantic. Oh, which, well. <laughs> which is convenient because romantic was Lissa's wild word. <laughs> so Lisa, it, Yeah. Can you please take us through your wild night story, Romantic?
1: I would love to. I have to say that you know who I am and I'm a pretty straight and narrow person. And so I don't have a lot of wild nights to speak of. Like I've had a lot of nights, but I so frequently, (laughs) I so frequently was the friend who was like just getting annoyed while all my other friends got totally sloppy. But this was you know, when you get to the point where you're so exhausted and you're so over it and you're so sad or in despair or whatever it is that you just don't have the energy to give any fucks. So yeah. this is the space where this begins. It was the summer after my sophomore year of college, I had just gone through the most horrific breakup of my life. My heart has yeah. ripped out of my body. I had real codependence problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had been that semester in this class, this English class that was Fitzgerald and Hemingway. I had been reading a lot of, you know, romantic with a capital R stories of writers in cafes for hours at a time, yeah. you know. I was like, I need that. I need to get the hell out of here. Um, I was I was in school in Chicago and I was like, I have to leave the country. I have to go somewhere where there's a different language, a different mm-hmm. currency. I just need to get the fuck out.
0: Wow. Went,
1: and so I went to Spain alone and just to age myself here, like I didn't have a cell phone yet. I got one when I returned from Spain that summer, but I didn't have a cell phone. Were they popular when you went to Spain or mm-hmm. was it just hit and miss? It was kind of hit and miss. So gotcha. this, this was the summer of 2003. Yeah. Okay. So like some people had it, but it wasn't everywhere. We also had landlines. Yeah. So I, w- I went to Spain. I booked the trip for six weeks. By myself, you know, the only access to internet you get is in really shady basement internet cafes where you pay yeah. a euro so you can go on AOL. And I just spent all day every day walking the streets of Madrid and crying and listening to my disc man. And I was staying in this hostel. Before you get into the hostel. Yes. Disc yes.
0: man, for anyone who doesn't know, <laughs> is a portable CD player. And if you don't know what a CD is, I can't help you. But do you remember what CD you would listen to or multiple CDs you would listen to through your oh, yeah. uh, Eat, Pray, Love, Walks Through? Madrid? Yeah.
1: Had, so yeah. definitely some Belle and Sebastian because okay. like it's real like, you know, weepy and wavy. Rufus Wainwright who's oh. also just like quintessential romance. Massive Attack, when I was feeling a little more intense. Those are the ones that come to mind that's stuff yeah yeah (laughs) it's so funny it's just aging myself so much that's okay it it can't be helped it can't be helped
0: listen Um, age
1: is a beautiful thing age is a beautiful thing I've been so as you can see I mean the the listeners can't see but you can see that right here I have these two like indentations where my furrowed brow furrows oh gotcha they used to kind of go away when I stopped furrowing it but now they're always there and I'm like I'm not gonna get Botox I'm not gonna fucking do it I'm just gonna let it happen Anyway, heartbroken little Lissa wandering the streets of Madrid. um, I was in this hostel on Calle Fuencarral, which was like in the gay neighborhood. And uh, I had my own room, like shared bathroom down the hall and The hostel was above this coffee shop called Cafe Colby. Every day I would go in there and I would order my little cortado and I would journal and just sit there for hours, you know, just like in my own thoughts, you know, sniffing my own farts. And (laughs) the, the people who worked in the cafe were all these just delightful gay men in their 20s, maybe 30s. I just was there all the time, so they started being really friendly with me, and then I started to stay until they closed. And when they closed, I would I would offer to help them put up the chairs and just not leave. And they were like, "Okay, cool." And so like we would sit in this cafe drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes, and they would speak so quickly that I would like my Spanish was okay; it wasn't yeah. like the best, but their English was not great. So it was just we had this connection through just a feeling of yeah, get each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did this for a couple of weeks until finally Demetrio or Deme who was the one that I really super connected with and he had gone through a breakup recently and we we didn't have the language to speak to each other but we were just like holding space for each other's heartbreak you know you were
0: on the same vibration we
1: were on the same vibration exactly you Mm -hmm. get it so one night he and a couple of other guys and there was one woman who worked there by the way her name was Raquel Oh, by the way. Yeah. Um, (laughs) she was a badass. I think that you would have, you would have been like sisters. Uh, Oh, they were going to go dancing. So they asked if I wanted to go with them and I had never done that before. And I don't know if you know too much about Europe, but basically they eat dinner at 10 or 11 o'clock and they don't go out until midnight.
0: Oh, yeah. I think I've heard that around the bend. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which I'm, totally fine. Like I am definitely a night owl. That is what my body clock does. So, Mm -hmm. and I will say like, I wasn't smoking pot yet at that Mm -hmm. time, which is funny because now I'm a total stoner. Um, Oh
0: man, you came to the right place.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, I mean, cheers. So we went, we went to this club and just like had some drinks and it was like the most sweaty, but it, it didn't for some reason feel like an American club. Like, Maybe it's just because there was this sheen of like, oh, it's magic because it's Europe. There was just this really good feeling about it. Mm -hmm. And we just danced the entire night they didn't even i don't even think they turned the music off but like eventually when we decided to leave it was the sun was coming up Watch and that. it was like masses of people in the street who were all leaving the clubs at the same time and it was just so beautiful and we went back to Deme's apartment and i crashed and he he let me sleep in his bed and he slept on the couch oh. and i crashed in his bed for a few hours and then i woke up and he fed me coffee and oranges and we smoked a little hash And he had this Audrey Hepburn poster on his wall. And I just felt like I was, I belonged. Like I felt like I was really included in this foreign place. And it just, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of a travel junkie. So Mm -hmm. this really stoked those fires. And I'm not still in touch with Deme, unfortunately, but another one of the guys... I can't think about it. I can't think of his name right now. Is it Jonathan? Anyway. It'll come in- to you. It will. we're still friends on Instagram and he went into the wine business. So oh. he's like, if you ever want to come back, you should. And then, you know, I might be this April going back.
0: I think you should take him up on it, frankly. Oh, yeah, I think, for I sure. I think you should take him up on it. Um, and that was going to be my question. I was going to ask if you kept in touch with them, because I imagine that this was such a major catalyst in getting over your heartbreak, which was the whole reason you went right. there.
1: Right. I mean, it definitely was a bomb mm-hmm. on my wounds, but it didn't heal it. And No frankly my boyfriend and i got back together like 8 months later mm-hmm. um and then he broke up with me a year after that again i needed that heartbreak to happen in order to propel me over overseas and yeah. now i feel this like really deep special kinship with spain yeah and like it's and like it's a holy place for me so i am grateful for the heart. And, and, oh my God, last year, was it last year? I posted this Instagram post of a picture of me and my friend Norberto in front of the Palacio Real in Madrid. Yeah. And told a like brief little story about Spain. And, and the guy who I told you about, who's the wine guy. God,
0: what is his name? Probably something like, like beautiful and smooth.
1: I think it's, I think it's Jaime or I think it's a J name. I don't know why. Okay. But he was like, Oh my God, Norberto, this is amazing. And it's just like a it's all just good feelings. So I, I don't think that's the end,
0: basically. Yeah. Was it yeah. really hard to leave?
1: Yeah. I mean, I actually had booked four weeks in Madrid and two in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that what I did? No, three and three. Three and but three. When I got when I got to Barcelona, it was like this wild heat wave. Old people were dying all over the place in the oh, Mediterranean. Geez. And it was just really gross. And it was also August. So it was like full of tourists. Like Barcelona was kind of like Disney World at this time of year. Ooh, I ended okay. up going back. I ended up going back to Madrid instead. I really didn't want to leave. I mean, who would? It's not like yeah. I, was, I had a job then. I was just like- Yeah, you were living, floating around. Living in the lap of luxury, smoking long cigarettes off my balcony. Come on.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I wouldn't want to leave that either. And I would say I'm the kind of person, I like to chase the fun- Yes. Oh, you know, you know that about me. And so (laughs) I like to chase the fun. And so if I do something really fun, I try to do it again. I'm like, oh, that was great. Let's redo it again. You know, line them up. And I feel like if I had a similar experience where I went to this club, which maybe wasn't the norm for you clubbing.
1: Right. Not I would,
0: I would try to go back again and relive it and then probably be wildly disappointed.
1: Yeah. See, and this is why, I mean, this is why I have a real problem editing. I can write, but not edit because I always think that the first idea, best idea Mm -hmm. that the the first draft, nothing will ever come close to it. Like there's something about the magic of the unexpected that you can't recreating it just by the very fact of recreating it. It can't be as magical as the first time Mm -mm. because you're expecting something. Yeah. An expectation. Yeah.
0: You've added fantasy to uh, reality when you're going back to do something again like that. You know what I mean? You've got the fantasy of of, could this be something more and the reality of what it already was. Well, listen, that was absolutely beautiful. It was super romantic. And I imagine (laughs) it was just like such a wild night for you, because, again, we talked about it. You that's not your norm to go out clubbing and all that. And so the fact that you let yourself go and have that memory, I mean. It shapes you and it stays with you, obviously. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And thank you for not judging me for having a wild night that wasn't very wild by most standards.
0: Well, I always say to people, uh, anyone coming on the show, I always say whatever wild means to you. And it's interesting enough too. my guest last week, Daphne Springs, we were talking about how what somebody else's low is. Might not be low to another person, you know what I mean, right. and and it's the same thing with life experiences. You know, some people might be like, "Oh, you know, I like to give blowjobs in vestibules," and <laughs> other people might be like, "You know, I like a blowjob in my bedroom." So it's still <laughs> a blowjob, but it's different degrees of, yeah. you know. I, I'm not saying, I, you know, let's no, <laughs> like.
1: I def- I definitely I definitely have a thing about about doing it in public. Like that is high on my list.
0: You're a voyeur.
1: I'm a voyeur. Yeah, but I, I could be an exhibitionist too. Oh,
0: that's what I meant. Exhibitionist is when you like to do it's it in public and voyeur, voyeur is like when you watch. Watch.
1: Yeah.
0: I I too am an exhibitionist.
1: Yeah. I'm not remotely surprised. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the rumors are true. Um. <laughs> um well, anyways, Lissa, moving on because this is not about me. This is about you. You host your own podcast, but it's not the first podcast that you've hosted.
1: Yes. The podcast that I currently host is called What's Betwixt Us. And I actually do it for my job. I work for this app called Zany, Mm -hmm. uh, which is an app for Slack that is basically a conversation starter that's supposed to be like a tool to build empathy and trust in remote teams, uh, which is like a huge thing right now, right? Yeah. Like, you work with these people, but like, how do you get to know them as people so that you don't just feel like you're showing up to letters on a screen? So the podcast is just me talking with, uh, people from all different industries about their anecdotes and experiences of empathy at work, like what that means to them and like what they've learned from years of being in the workforce. And I've talked to people from rabbis to finance people, to writers, to comedians, to like, yeah, professors. You've
0: had a professor yep. on. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, I've listened to quite a few episodes and one of the things you do at the end is you ask your guests a question that's yes. unwork related and yes. just kind of to get to know them on a different level. And so I'm so actually very happy about the story you chose because the question I wanted to steal that from your podcast just yeah. for this just for this episode with you and ask you a question. Okay. And the question I was planning on asking you was if you could vacation with any group of friends, um, where would you take
1: them? And that was my question
0: before I knew your story.
1: Wow. Wow. God, I want to go to so many places. I mean, it would be awesome to go to Spain. I would say I also have like a real affinity for the desert and Mm. I would love to go camping in any desert with friends. Also, as mentioned before, Joshua Tree, a place that I super love. The Mojave would be a great place to do that. But I don't know. I would go to Morocco. I would go to Argentina. I would go to Thailand. I want to go everywhere. I want to be Anthony Bourdain.
0: I know. Did you ever watch Conan Without Borders?
1: Yes. Yes, I have watched Conan Without Borders. He's such a dick, though. I love Conan. But it's like he acts like a dick on purpose.
0: Yeah, because he's like seven foot tall and completely (laughs) translucent and red so he can kind of get away with it. But yeah, that is, uh, your show is great. And the fact that you have conversations with so many different types of people and get their view on empathy, which is so lacking right now, has probably taught you so much. Yeah,
1: I mean, I didn't think it was possible to get burned out on the concept of empathy, but now I feel good to know uh-huh. that it is much more higher visibility than it used to be mm-hmm. but i will tell you it's already come to the point where it's like people are dropping words like empathy just to sound like they're empathetic <laughs> <laughs> yeah company corporate culture is now using it a lot in order to attract employees and it's like yeah but like the action is what's the important part Absolutely. not just the talking about it but i love as you know my other podcast that i used to do the bitch seat which spoiler alert um is coming back Ooh. Uh, uh, to super secret arts in Brooklyn, I love to make—I didn't make them, but like—I would love to create a space where people could vulnerably talk about their childhoods and laugh about stuff, yeah, the awkward stuff or the hard stuff. I just love to do that with people in general, and so I feel like what's betwixt this is almost the grown-up version, the grown-up workplace version of that, where yeah. when you give people the space to be vulnerable, they really step into it because they're ready, like they're hungry to do that.
0: Yeah. And it does sound like all the guests that you've had on feel very comfortable because there are some you have not met before. Some it's, you know, Mm -hmm. for the first time and there are some that you know, but it does feel like they're very comfortable speaking to you. So that says a lot about you as a host and your experience as a podcast host. So I encourage anyone that wants to, to check that out. And speaking of the bitch seat, this is the surprise. I told Lisa before we recorded that I had a little surprise for her. Mm -hmm. So years ago, I think it was almost four and a half years ago. Lissa had me on her podcast, The Bitch Seat, which is where you read a diary entry from your youth. And I did that and it was really fun. And she gave me this as a gift.
1: Oh my God. I totally forgot what I gave you. Oh my God. Okay. For the listeners, it's a necklace, a leather necklace. It's these two teeny tiny leather flip-flops on a necklace. And frankly, Rocky. I don't even remember where I got that, but it's really cute.
0: It's the (laughs) cutest. And I was obsessed with it when you gave it to me. And I still obviously had it and treasured it. Uh, Listen, (laughs) I both are from Connecticut originally, shoreline towns, about 20 minutes away from each other. Uh, So this was kind of, I think you gave it to me just because of that fact that we're like beach town girls. Yeah. And um, I absolutely love it. So I thought you would get a kick out of me wearing it for your episode.
1: That, that That really warms my heart that makes me so happy. I always would say when I gave people gifts, they were things that came from my childhood bedroom, which is still intact in Guilford, Connecticut. Yeah. And... So I want to give a new life to these things rather than throw them away because I'm sentimental, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So I will say to people, like, I'm going to give you this gift. It might be garbage. You can throw it away if you want. Just do it out of my eyesight, please. Yes. And just, I feel really honored that you kept that. That's a good one. That's a This good is a one.
0: great one. I absolutely love it. It's so cute. I just love it. And I thank you for it. And I've kept it ever since. Oh, I always think of you. Um, and so you you told me earlier you were going to Joshua tree shortly in April,
1: right? Uh, No, in February, February, February. Sorry.
0: So you're going in February. Are you at liberty to say if this is a trip where you will be consuming? Oh,
1: I mean, look, it's the Joshua tree. It's like the the artist residency. So I guess most national parks have an artist residency that you can apply for. So I applied as a writer and they were going to set me up in a little cottage that I get to have all to myself for a month in the park. And they're like, it's pretty hands-off. Is that okay? I'm like, that's totally fine. I just want to meet all the people in the town. I want to meet the local artists. I want to talk to people about the desert. But certainly part of my process as an artist, as a creator, is having mystical journeys. So I will be having some mystical journeys. Absolutely. Truly. And you were there with me for one of the best days of my life. Yeah. Like when, we, when we ate mushrooms in at Astoria Park, one that of the best was days great. of my life. I
0: agree. That was such a fun day. We had such a great time, great company. Yep. And uh, one of the funniest things about that day. So listen, I did mushrooms with a few friends in Astoria Park. It was a beautiful summer day in July. And we had the idea that we were going to go in the pool. <laughs> oh, <story. So>, yeah. <laughs> We said we were going to go in the pool before we took them at my old apartment and chugged we them down. We blended them
1: with ice cold watermelon. It was yes, delicious.
0: So delicious, but it was so good that it hit our systems really quick. And, like they started to kick in within 20 minutes. Yeah, And I remember thinking if I tell people how quickly I'm starting to feel these, no one's going to believe me. They're going to think I'm just saying like, oh, my mushrooms are kicking in. But I was like, oh shit, my mushrooms are kicking in.
1: And let's be clear, like person who got us this supply, I won't out him, but he is truly a spiritual master, gave us a like, we had heroic doses. Then, yeah. And that I was- don't know <laughs> what I was getting into, but it was so magical. We're wearing bathing suits and it was hot as balls. And, um, we, we set up under this big tree, which by the way, I live five minutes away from that park now. And I visit that tree every day.
0: I always Um, wave every day. I, every time I'm in Astoria park, I walk by Astoria park on my way to work just on purpose, just to be like, yeah,
1: (laughs) it's, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Um, I we looked at like- the water. Remember,
1: we saw the pool and we were like, we fuck that. It wasn't the water that scared me though. It was the tons of people. I was like, yeah. I cannot be around people who are not in this space. Like, no, 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 There's no way. We stayed pretty close to our tree that was home base. And whenever we wandered, we came back to it. And I feel like I had a conversation with God. I mean, it was- Yeah, you do.
0: I mean, you do. That's what shrooms do. I will say yeah. the next morning, and this is so gross, and I don't even know if I've ever even told anyone Uh-oh. this. But we were pretty much like laying all over the dirt and shit for probably five or six hours and came back to my apartment afterwards. I I don't know if everyone showered, but I I did. Yeah. People showered. I was like letting people like take a shower, whatever I showered. We all kind of like cleaned off and had some pizza. But the next morning I was, (laughs) this is so gross. Um, Oh no. Drinking my coffee, watching TV. And I like scratched the side of my head and like a bug fell in my (laughs) coffee from my hair. I just was like, are you like ki- Obviously it was from a rolling around oh, in the dirt. Um, yeah.
1: We were rolling around like little children and just getting filthy. And, yeah. I, I oh, did not appreciate
0: the bug that day as much as I would have the day before, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> so oh dirty. with a dirty bitch. <laughs>
1: no. I listen, I get, that would have been appalling to me as well. However, there's no judgment because you were really one with nature because we are, we are nature, right? Yeah, so, we are
0: all nature. Have you watched fantastic fungi on, oh, Oh,
1: like four times. <laughs> okay. I <laughs>
0: love it. It's so good. I'm always pushing it on people, but then I don't want to also be like that person that's like, you don't this mushroom documentary, but everyone should watch Fantastic Fungi on yeah. Netflix. If you can't no, do mushrooms, watch them.
1: Wait, is it on Netflix? When I watched it, it was on Amazon and I had to pay $4 to see it.
0: Oh, I don't think I paid to watch it because that's not really my, my style. <laughs> But I definitely watch it. Maybe. I mean, just type start typing it in your yeah, Boku. You'll find, or your, it. You'll find it. I, I can't, it. We can't do all the work for you.
1: you <laughs> it's, not ju- it's not just about psilocybin mushrooms. It's about That's what all I kinds say. of mushrooms. And how they're like so fucking smart. Obviously, they've been on Earth millions of years longer than we have. And I yes. think that they're much smarter than humans. And we should listen to that shit.
0: We should definitely listen to mushrooms. And also, they have a similar chemical makeup to humans.
1: I didn't, wait, they do?
0: Yeah, it's like some kind of thing in the mushroom is similar to human being makeup. You should know that, listen. Uh, so you watched
1: the documentary four I times. <laughs> well, I was probably stoned every single time, but I- You have um, to be. I just love how they have, you know, we see mushrooms above ground and they're just like cute little toadstools, but the power of the mushroom is in everything that's below the soil, the mycelium, which is yes. like, it's like this long, it's like the internet of yeah. nature. And it helps connect- all of the trees to each other so that the trees send nutrients back and forth. It's wild. What is going on beneath our feet and humans are like, yeah, but like we have the stock market. Like shut up. Yeah. Who I
0: cares? know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I don't even want to get on my high horse about, I guess, empathy and kindness, but uh, I, I, I was talking again, I was talking to someone last night and we were talking about how, although this is not ideal of what we want to be going on in the world right now. We are still living in the best time period ever. Mm. Even though, you know, I'm not trying to go back to 1950.
1: Right. No way. Or 1970.
0: I'm not trying to go back to... So we are evolving, but it is taking a really long time.
1: Well, it seems like that. But then you look at how long other shit has been alive on Earth, and it's a tiny, tiny blip on the radar. I guess that's Um, true. But yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate your optimism, and I feel the same. Like you said something earlier about, you know, COVID like sucking and it just being a bad time, but I really, not to be Pollyanna about it, but I really think that everybody has been forced to reevaluate what's important to them and to sit in stillness, even if it's uncomfortable. And I feel like the evolution that we were going to go through anyway has just been really sped up by the pandemic and I'm here for it, you know, and I, I feel like this is what I was born for.
0: Oh, I love that. you know? Yeah. It's definitely, what do they say? Diamonds are made under pressure.
1: Yep. Yeah. Carbon that's been squeezed under million tons of pressure.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Too bad diamonds aren't free though, right?
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I guess they, I guess
0: they can be if, um, you meet the right person or are the right person <laughs>
1: well they're you know diamonds are actually not rare at all and the only reason they're so expensive is because like the diamond market is like a monopoly it just like jacks up the prices but diamonds are actually not very special stones
0: you hear that everybody wearing your your diamonds right now
1: yeah not us. i'm saying like get you some sapphires get you some emeralds you know and the opal used to be the engagement ring stone before the diamond industry took over.
0: That's a fun fact for you, everybody. Now, Lisa, (laughs) you're you're going to Joshua Tree in February, but before then, do you have, I know it's touchy right now with COVID, but do you have any in-person shows that you can tell us about that people can check out?
1: Yeah. So I actually, I mean, I was supposed to do the bitch seat in January, but super secret arts has canceled all of their programming so right. stay tuned that will be after joshua tree but myself and jessica rotundi and jessica broadkin co-produce a show that is currently called vision quest but the name is under construction but whatever the show is called it is comedy interspersed with psychic readings and there's usually oh. like a woo-woo theme it's on the friday the 28th of okay. january at 7 p.m. at Pete's Candy Store
0: in Brooklyn. I love that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What a way to go out of the city, too, on your way to mm-hmm. California. That's amazing. Well, if anybody can make that show, check it out at Pete's Candy Store. And if anybody, which I hope everybody after this listens and follows Lissa, please check her out on Instagram at A Flock of Sandwiches. On Twitter, at Lissa is a person, and you can follow zany.for.remote.work on Instagram if you want to check out her podcast. Mm-hmm. Lisa, this was such a fun conversation. As per usual, we always have fun conversations, but now it's in podcast form once again.
1: I loved it. I, this was so great. It felt so fast, too. I mean, I could chat with you forever.
0: And the good news is, Lisa, we will chat forever. And I am uh, very grateful about that. So thank <laughs> you so, so much for doing the podcast. And I'll see you soon. Thank you. Absolutely. Bye. <clears throat>